When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Talking City, the Manchester City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. My name is Joe Gray, I'm your host for today and I'm joined by Simon Bykowski. Hello. How are you doing, you all right? Uh, I'm good, Joe, how are you? Yeah, not doing too bad, I'm just trying to wade through all of these Lionel Messi reports of what's going on and what isn't going on and <laughs> who who is in the right in the contract situation, so can you shed any light on that? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it has been an exhausting week. Um, it's nearly a week since Messi handed in his transfer request and it feels like there have been updates every 30 seconds um, about the situation and yet not that much has changed from from a City perspective. Um, as as you mentioned, the big thing is his contract. There's a, a break clause where he will be allowed to leave for free um, within so many days of the end of the season. Now, whether that's an actual date or whether that's the end of the season is disputed. And then there's a 700 million euro release clause that is, again, disputed. Um, Barcelona obviously don't want to lose him for less than 700 million and Messi wants to go for free. So that's where, where City are at the minute, sort of waiting to see how much it will cost for them to pull off what would be, you know, the one of the biggest deals in, in English football. Yeah, definitely the, the biggest deal in uh, in City history. And it's, it's one of them, you don't turn down the best player in the world, but it does seem to be a, a messy one that I think, as you say, City are right to, to keep the distance for now. Although we have heard Eric Garcia today, we were recording this on Tuesday, he's already said that he, he'd be happy to play with Lionel Messi and, and who wouldn't really. I think that's sort of the balance that City have to find. <laughs> it, uh, it's a bit of a shame for Eric Garcia because, like, who wouldn't want to play with Lionel Messi? And yet, if Messi comes to the Etihad, then Garcia probably won't be because he'll be mm-hmm. off to Barcelona or, you know, Barcelona want him. And if City had to pay a transfer fee, then you'd expect Garcia to be part of that um, that deal. So he might, he might want to play with Lionel Messi, but he, he probably won't get the chance, whatever happens. No, I think my, my first thought when I saw that quote was, uh, at what club is he talking about? <laughs> if, if Messi's yeah. forced to stay at Barcelona, then we're back to where we were a couple of weeks ago of uh, Garcia's future and, and Barcelona wanting him. But it's, a, it's an, another sort of uh, complex situation with, with him and and Messi and all these players getting thrown in the mix of who's going which way and the other. And uh, it's, it's it's been a tough one to follow, really. Yeah, it, it, it's a giant mess, isn't it? Um, really, and City aren't that involved with it. Um, you know, they'd like to get him a free transfer. They will have the resources to pay a certain amount of money for him, but I don't think they're going to be. There's going to be any mention of how much they would or could pay for him, while Barcelona and Messi themselves are, are yet to set any kind of. Of price, we're told that Messi's expected to meet Barcelona this week to discuss his future. He didn't turn up for pre-season testing on Sunday, and he's not turned up for training. So, as far as he's concerned, he's not part of Barcelona's squad anymore. But 
Barcelona insist that he is under contract with them. Um, and La Liga have, have backed them up. Um, so City need Messi and Barcelona to sort something out before they can really show their hand. Um, but, you know, if he is available, they will be at the front of the queue to, to sign him. Yeah, I think that's sort of the way I've been looking at it is you, you, you don't want to rule yourself out, but at some point I think City might might have to, if that makes sense, if, if this drags on and on and on. And if, say there's a situation where Messi has to remain at Barcelona next season, um, City do have their own priorities to sort out in this transfer window and even the best player of the world isn't a central defender who is clearly City's biggest problem. So with all this in mind, Sai, we've got massive contract dispute between Barcelona and Messi. Um, City obviously have their own transfer targets and priorities to chase themselves. Um, and however good Messi is, he's not a central defender that will transform City's defence. At what point does City say, do you know what, it's not worth it, we've got to pull out here? Yeah, I mean, you've got a financial figure and you've got a temporal figure um, in the sense that they, you know, they're continuing with plans to sign a centre back, hopeful of a deal for for Kula Bali from from Napoli, um, but that still isn't done yet. Um, still not guaranteed that that he will come. Um, and so, depending on Messi's transfer fee, you know, that could take away the money that has been earmarked for for Kula Bali. If you know, we're talking. Closer to closer to Barcelona's release clause for Messi than than free, um, but also Messi is suspending a lot of other activity. And Cheeky Bagirison was pretty clear at the start of this window that there isn't as much time to work with as they usually have, and they need to sort out outgoings as much as incomings. Um, and with Messi, you now have Angelino and Garcia thrown into kind of that suspension because they could be involved in any uh, deal for, for Messi if City do have to pay a transfer fee and you also have Sons Otamendi beyond that, their futures at the club um, depending on who, whether City bring in a centre-back and whether Garcia stays. So there's kind of a lot, an awful lot riding on this Messi deal which has been pretty unexpected in City's plans. So, I mean, I don't know if... Um, if City get Messi but not Koulibaly, is that a successful transfer window just because it's Messi? I was literally just about to ask you that question. It is, <laughs> is Messi but not Koulibaly better or Koulibaly but not Messi better? I think I think City's priority has to be getting the defender. Um, and if that's Koulibaly, then that's Koulibaly. I think that's what's going to win them the Champions League next season if that's a priority more than Messi is. Because they've got the attacking players. Messi would only add to that and we know how brilliant he is and he might have put away a few of those chances against Leon that would have put City safely through a couple of weeks ago but I think Koulibaly is the one who probably would have stopped a few of their mistakes at the back as well and if City do want to sort of get the Premier League title back and, and go further in the Champions League then it, it pains me to say but I think uh, Koulibaly is the, rather than Messi. I don't know what, what yeah, you think about my My head says Koulibaly over Messi Um <laughs> If you know if they can't get both, um, but if you're talking about bringing Messi, um, that potentially could allow for Guardiola to stay longer, for Aguero to stay longer, that increases the chance of City's success long term. Um, and you've also got the fact that if Messi 
take some of the chances that weren't finished um, last season, then that takes pressure off the defence in its own right. You know, Guardiola has said time and time again that the the defence starts from from the attack and we've got Gabriel Jesus as this kind of ultimate example of pressing. But if the attack are scoring the goals, then the defence don't need to worry um, about being under such pressure because um, the match situation has has changed. And so, you know, would signing Messi make the, uh, the defence better? I was reminded this morning, actually, that City won the league in... 17-18 with John Stones and Nicholas Otamendi at the at the back. Mm-hmm. Now Otamendi was was great all season and he made the the PFA team of the year and, and Stones was good for the first half as well. But you wouldn't call those defenders world class. And you know they had Zinchenko and Fabian Delph at left back. Um, so it was no by no means a great defence, but the rest of the team was spot on. That. It made up for that, and the argument for signing Messi, on top of the fact that it's Lionel Messi, um, would would probably be that. Um, but it's a big, it's a big decision that City have to make because, like you say, they are waiting and waiting for Barcelona and Messi to come to some kind of agreement, and at some point they might have to say we've waited enough. We need to to focus on other things. Yeah, it's a tricky one, and I'm I'm not saying, by the way, that I, I don't think City should sign Messi if he's available. Then it's it's a chance you, you can't really turn down, and I would absolutely love to see him in the Premier League. And we will finally get an answer to can he do it on a cold Tuesday night? Because there are a lot of cold Tuesday nights. I don't know why you choose Manchester weather over Barcelona, but apparently tonight is going to be a cold wants. Tuesday night. Yeah, it is. I also, for for personal reasons, I want him to leave Barcelona because I saw the last game at the New Camp before the season was suspended. So I can I can say if he leaves, I saw the last game in front of fans. So if yeah. you're listening, Lionel, get get on the plane to Manchester. Lionel um, Messi reveals why he joined Man City. Yeah, I would. I think, uh, I'd, um, I'd appreciate that. I saw a I saw a tweet saying that it would be very City to um, have no fans in the ground for David Silva's farewell and no fans in the ground for uh, Lionel Messi's first game. At, at City, um, it's it it remains very very sad that that no fans are allowed into grounds, um, and I know there are there are plans in place to try and get supporters in. Uh, I think the club have made the right decision with season tickets um, and things like that. In but you know I know fans who had said they weren't interested in coming back until the stadium was full because. You know, it's going to be a very different experience if you're going in at 20, 30% capacity. Uh, you know, if there's regulations on singing or loud noises or anything like that. But, um, you know, <laughs> he, he is yeah. enough for them to say, yes, I want to watch him. And that's, you know, it'd be great for City. Yeah, and that's it. And even though uh, the season ended two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we're now preparing for, for the new season. And as you say, it's, it's going to be a different different look to it because we're starting a new season but with no fans and with all the, uh, the regulations still in place um, and City are preparing for it with not many of the players, a lot of them are on international duty including both the new signings, Ferran Torres and Nathan Ake um, but we do have a new face, uh, two new faces in training with Jan Kuto and Zach Steffen so City coaches will have something to work with and we also have Sergio Aguero back who posted a nice video of him uh, back working on the grass so uh, how much can City learn in these couple of weeks without the full squad or is it just a case of getting fitness, do you think? 
Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, this situation is kind of unprecedented, obviously. Um, you know, normally you would have time off and then you would get together for pre-season and some players might wait a World Cup or whatever, but then they would join up. Um, but it kind of feels a bit odd now, like some players have come back, um, a great deal, many other players are away on international duty. Guardiola went on his holiday to Barcelona, so has to quarantine um, now, so won't be available at the training grounds. So, you know, there'll be like fitness coaches taking taking sessions, but it's all kind of a, a low key. No, no one seems very worried by any of this. Um, and the fact that they were still playing last month uh, would suggest that they're, they're going to be in pretty decent shape, even if they've had a few weeks off. It is kind of like a a break between seasons that isn't a break. They're just treating it as kind of like a mini a, a mini bit of time off, and then the they'll be right back onto it for the for the start of the season. Even though that is a conventional point where everyone starts again, so it, it does feel odd. Um, but I kind of think we've just got to roll with it because nobody knows um, how fitness levels will will bear up and everything. If you which is, if you'd said to me last season, oh, City will only have like one week of proper training, that would have been a real worry. But 12 months on with everything that's happened, I, I, I don't know whether we're living in a slightly different world where that's not so much a concern anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I think if you sort of look back on it, the lockdown was really the the, pre, the end of season break. And it's, as you say, it's the, the, the last couple of weeks have been a break between sort of seasons, like, like what a winter break would be, if you like. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting looking at the Community Shield the other day. Obviously, City weren't involved, but the uh, it looked like a decent tempo. Obviously, Arsenal were a bit more tired than Liverpool, but um, I think we'll see the benefit of the bigger squads this season um, with all all the sort of three game a week uh, for the next six or seven months with all the sort of lack of time off and different competitions. And I think City are going to be one of those teams to benefit and possibly in the title race because we know Liverpool don't have the biggest squad and they've only added, I think, one player. I'm not going, I'm not putting my neck on the line saying who's going to win the title just based on that. Uh, you know, I think City are probably one of the better placed teams to, uh, to, to manage this sort of situation. Um, and... You know, you look at the there's reports that they're going to try and bring back the five sub rule. I think that might be going to a vote. I'm not too sure. Again, um, so again, that that would be something that would help City, and uh, I'm sure Pep Guardiola will complain about it throughout the season um, about the lack of time between games. But it it might be a season that City actually benefit from having a bigger squad and and they need all of the squad uh, with them and available. Yeah, the Community Shield was interesting. Um... Guardiola always maintains it's a really serious trophy. Um, Arsenal had a few quarantine issues themselves with it, and you know played players that leave, but still, still did enough to get the get the result. Arteta's clearly got the the Wembley touch. We thought it was Guardiola and City, but it's clearly Mikel <laughs> that's that's uh, undefeated there. Um, it, I think, I think you put it right. I think you know the the time off in the lockdown was what everyone was concerned with. Um, because you couldn't really train um, in the way that, that everyone wanted. Um, so yeah, now so you now. would just expect that they've been ticking over. Um, and City have a, a better squad squad the most. It's a really tight season. Um, there's not much. I mean, 
seasons aren't designed anyway for teams to go kind of all the way in four competitions, as City have pretty much found in past years. But this is even more tightly wound, especially with the Euros being uh, tagged on to the end of it. So there is kind of no room uh, for City to do well in four competitions, but they will make the room if you know they're good enough to do it, as they've kind of done before, because that's what they want to do. And yeah, you talk about the uh, potential selection headaches with, with Messi coming in um, and some players maybe not getting as much game time, but if City are in all four competitions, then everyone will see a heck of a lot of game time because uh, they will have to simply to give other people the time to recover. Yeah, I think when when the Messi news first came around, I was thinking, yes, this will be great, but also you've got players like Jesus and Mahrez and Bernardo and Foden who probably would be the ones who'd suffer most from him. But when you actually think about it, the amount of games that City will be playing this season, Messi cannot play all those games, especially at 33 or I think he's 33 now, isn't he? So, yeah, uh, it's... that enough times in the last week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think bring Messi in as a squad player and, and let the others let the others play, I think. And uh, City have, have pretty much sorted for the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've... Uh... I think we've we've sorted it there. We've uh, Messi to come in, City to win everything. Job done. Yeah, I think that that sounds like like a plan and something <laughs> City fans can get behind, and I think a good place to end as well. Um, so, thanks for trying to dissect all the uh, the messy gossips from all over the world and separate facts from fiction. Um, <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's um, it, it's. It's tough for us because there's information coming from all over the world and he's the most high-profile player in the world. But I kind of... um, It it will be very exciting for us if it does come off. And I hope that it's exciting now for for City fans, a lot of Mm. who will remember them in the third tier in their very recent memory. Um, And, you know, the, (laughs) the idea of signing... Lionel Messi, the best player in the world, is is thrilling, really. So um, it's you know it may be hard work if you're trying to get to the bottom of legal disputes, but um, yeah, it's it's very exciting time, really. Yeah, I was uh, I was writing the other day that in 2012 they signed um, Scott Sinclair and Jack Rodwell in the summer transfer window, and now they're getting linked <laughs> with, with the best player in the world. So if you, if you told us that you found them, that there's a fairly good chance of Messi coming, or at least it, it, there is a chance. Then yeah. I think they'd have snapped your hand yeah. off for that. So, uh, yeah, and, thanks and for joining Messi, me today. So, go on. Yeah, lovely. Well, I was just going to say Messi coming for football in reasons as well. You know, because he, oh, yeah. he wants to join the Guardiola project. Um, you know, it's kind of the would be the the ultimate success for for the uh, the city city ownership and uh, organisation. But yeah, I'll show up now. I- <laughs> and hopefully fingers crossed we'll all get to uh, watch him in a, in a blue shirt at the Etihad so uh, yeah thanks for joining me Si and we will uh, be back with you for another Talking City podcast um, in the near future when uh, maybe Lionel Messi is a blue maybe he isn't we don't know